Welcome to the I'm Done Apologizing podcast, where we're creating a community of women who advocate and empower. I'm Michelle, and I'm so glad you're joining me. This week, I'm introducing the idea of the human giver syndrome. So if you want to learn more about this concept, stick around. I'm reading this fabulous book called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily and Amelia Nagoski and was introduced to it by some amazing women in my professional association. And, um, you know, admittedly, I'm just now getting through it because when we read it as a group, it was over the summer, which is one of my high stress times, which there's all kinds of irony there, right? But a friend and colleague and I are reading it together and meeting on a weekly basis. And um, ironically, I'd said, oh, these chapters aren't really kind of speaking to me. And then I got to a chapter that I was like, oh my gosh, all the things are speaking to me right now in this chapter. One of those things is called the human giver syndrome. Now, as I describe this human giver syndrome, you may start to recognize it um, and you may call it something different, but I really enjoyed this concept of human giver syndrome and talking about it and putting a title and a name to some of the things that we as women already know we're doing. So I'm going to read directly from the book right now because I don't want to try and paraphrase the words that they used. So they say in this book, Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle, do you suffer from human giver syndrome? Symptoms include one, believing you have a moral obligation. That is, you owe it to your partner, your family, the world, or even to yourself to be pretty, happy, calm, generous and attentive to the needs of others. Two, believing that any failure to be pretty, happy, calm, generous, and attentive makes you a failure as a person. Three, believing that your quote-unquote failure means you deserve punishment, even going so far as to beat yourself up. And four, believing that these symptoms Uh, sorry, believing these are not symptoms, but normal and true ideas. And then as it goes into the next paragraph, it says that last one is the crux, of course, right? So, you know, I think that as women, we tend to believe all these things, the shoulds, right? We talk about that in a different episode, the shoulds of what we are expected to show up as or who we're expected to show up as in this world to, you know, our colleagues at work, to our family at home, to our friends, to our neighbors, whatever that looks like. But really, um, that is made up. Right, that's all made up. That's that comes out of a patriarchal society. In the chapter, it also goes on and talks about the human being versus the human giver, and that men tend to be more human beings. They be, they exist as them whole as their whole selves 
truly as who they are, whereas women tend to be, not every case, but tend to be the human givers and give of their whole selves. Be their whole selves versus give their whole selves, right? And for the givers, they tend to be, right, women, you might be nodding along, yep, I hear you, Michelle, yep, that's me, Michelle, yep, I know those women, Michelle, I'm going to give of myself, or you see them giving of themselves, and maybe not giving to themselves, right? Maybe not taking that time for self-care, self-wellness. Women are also told, if they are givers, that they are selfish if they spend time on themselves. Selfish if we spend time on ourselves. I'm in an industry where we are a service-based, giving, human relations sort of person, right? Did I capture that right, my housing friends? Right? We are giving of ourselves so much that sometimes we bring that stuff home with us. So much that sometimes relationships don't last. Partners say, I don't want it. I don't want to be part of this work that you do and bring home, right? We feel like, and this is not just in my industry, but we feel selfish for taking a day off work. Y'all, you earn the vacation time. You've heard me say this before. Please take dang vacation time. Take a day off. We earn the sick days. And I recently got, I'm going to tangent for a couple minutes, moments, not minutes. I recently got into a really good conversation with a friend via Instagram about how she felt like it was, um, like it's selfish to take a sick day, but she needed to listen to herself, right? And it wasn't necessarily like she had the colder flu, sniffles, COVID, whatever, right? It was just that her body was tired, right? Your body's tired. Your body, you gotta listen to your body. In the chap, in the book that I'm reading now, it talks about like your body talks to you and you must listen to it. So my friend and I got into this conversation in, on Instagram about why do we call them sick days? Why are they not wellness days? Can we please change that? Because I'm going to take a sick day if my head cannot catch up with what I need to do today. If my heart is feeling out of it. If my body is like, yeah, no, not happening today. I'm going to take a wellness day. I'm not sick. I'm not sick, but I'm choosing to focus on my wellness that day. So let's start calling them wellness days, right? Are you with me? Can we make this? Where do I sign on the dotted line for that? So anyways, you know, it's important to make sure that we're taking time for ourselves. The human giver, those are the folks who are like, I don't have enough time to sleep. And I I didn't get a chance to take lunch today because I was helping someone out. Or I was um, working with this person on this project. Or like, it's the only time I had work to get done because my calendar's so full. My da 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 da. Right? Fill in the blanks. You've heard them. You've seen them. And I'm not saying that that can't happen on occasion, right? Like there are absolutely days where I get like five hours of sleep. My apps all yell at me and tell me you didn't get enough sleep. Um, my body's like, well, what are you doing? You still get your two cups of coffee. That's it, right? Um, and by two cups, I mean 
two pushes on the Keurig because that's what it takes to fill up my tumbler. Um, right. And so, so that happens, but if it's happening frequently, if that is part of your routine, if your habits, let's talk about habits. If your habits are that you're more of a giver than, um, you know, you, then you're falling into this human giver syndrome. If you are not being able to replenish your cup, if you're not being able to take care of yourself, you know, in my field of work, we talk about how you can't help others if you're not helping yourself, right? You can't help others, whoever those others might be, if you're not helping yourself. And how true is that when you think back to some of the times when maybe you're crankier or you are uh, emotionally and mentally tired? You might also be like physically tired, right? You're not getting enough sleep, but like decision making is foggier or you are quick uh to snap, right? Like fly off the handle for like silly things, right? Your compassion is not able to be there in the same way that you might normally show compassion to others or to yourself. Some of those are indicators and signs. It's time to step back for a moment. It's time to take a day off. It's time to take a half a day. And what do you do with that day? That's totally up to you. We've talked a lot about self-care on this podcast. And you have to figure out what that means for you. That might mean literally sitting in your chair doing nothing. That might mean doing some doom scrolling on your phone. And in moderation, totally fine. That might mean going to get a pedicure and a manicure. That might mean just walking around the mall where malls still exist, right? Like, are those things going away? Anyways, it might mean going for a run. It might mean reading a book all day. It might mean binge watching. It might mean sleeping in bed. It might mean a whole variety of things to you, whatever that looks like. Those self-care things need to add up and be consistent part of your well-being, your practice, and what you're doing, right? I love me a good pedicure. Do not let me tell you otherwise. I won't tell you otherwise. Love a good pedicure. But that is not, you know, every other month or whatever, whenever I get those, that is not going to help me feel less tired on a more sustainable measure. So, Make sure you're taking care of yourself. If you are falling into the human giver syndrome, right? I caution you from punishing yourself, right? Because that's what we as givers do. Like, oh, I shouldn't take this day off. Or like, oh, I really want to, I really need, not want, I really need to take a day off, but I have to rearrange my schedule or somebody's going to be disappointed in me. Yeah. And so, okay, let them be. Rearrange the schedule. It's okay. It's okay to do those things. All right, so a couple tips for you as we think about human giver syndrome. One is to lean into your hype squad. Lean into your hype squad. If you're like, yo, something's off, your hype squad is there to say, yo, take a day off. <laughs> or, to say, how can I help? What can I take off of your plate? Be willing to give something, to, to allow others 
to take something off of your plate. And that might be something as simple as, uh, you know, can you help me rethink my approach to X, Y, or Z? Because maybe your hype squad lives hundreds of miles away. And you rely on them through daily text messages, or you rely on them through regular check-ins on phone calls or video messaging of some sort. Maybe they can't take your kids to the, you know, evening activities, or they can't go grocery shopping for you, or they can't fold your laundry that is piling up on your spare bed in your basement. Yes, I'm guilty. But they can help you rethink something or help you talk something out. Or if you're a faith-based person, they can pray for you and you never know that how that might help your spirit, your energy to know someone else is thinking about you and sending you good juju into the world, right? Lean into your hype squad. Let them reflect back to you what they see and then be gracious and have an open heart to accept that feedback sometimes as hard as it might be to hear. Engage your something larger. So so there's a bigger topic in this chapter, but really getting to that core of like, what am I supposed to do in this moment, in this season, in this lifetime, whatever that looks like? What is my something larger? Who am I and how am I contributing to that as I show up in this world? My something larger is this podcast. I love this podcast. I'm biased. It's okay. But I love producing this. I love hearing feedback. I love doing the homework and the research. This is my something larger. This gives me the energy that, you know, even on the busiest days, on the quietest days, when all you want to do is sleep or nap or, you know, it's overcast and cold. It gives me the energy. I'm recording on a day I don't normally record (laughs) because I had some time and I wanted the energy and I wanted to be able to lean into my something larger. And then the third, the third tip I have for you is to make meaning of terrible things. Now, I've shared a little bit about an experience that I had where I was offered a job, then it was rescinded and jobless for six months, right? Like, I've shared a little bit about that. And um, one of the pieces of feedback that always comes back to me as I interact with that amazing human is the grace that I showed in the situation. And truly, you know, this is before I even really started doing this work, my friends, but what choice did I have? What choice did I have? So I could sit and wallow and not apply for things and live in my husband's childhood bedroom with the in-laws for however long, or I could choose to spend some time grieving what I had lost, to focus on my physical wellness, to teach myself something brand new. I taught myself to crochet, right? And then get back up on my horse and lean into my community of support. Make something terrible mean something different. Easier said than done, easier said than done. But how do you transition that? My friends, thanks so much for hanging out with me again this week. I appreciate the continued support and listenership. And, um, you know, as we go into these affirmations, I want you to take a moment and really sit with them. So this week, I'm done apologizing for not 
or I'm done apologizing for taking care of my whole self. Take care of your whole self. I'm done apologizing for saying no. I'm done apologizing for taking earned time off. This one's for you, friends. I'm done apologizing for. Awesome. Go out there and have a great week, my friends. You are incredible and amazing human being. Remember, if you like this podcast, if you love this episode, please make sure you like, follow, and share out on your social media networks with your friends as you are listening to these episodes. And don't forget to mark those notifications so that you know when a new podcast has dropped. We drop every Monday morning, but make sure that you hit that notifications button so that you know when a new one is out there. Remember in my link and in the show notes, you can find, or in my bio and in the show notes, you can find a link to free resources. I will continue to build that library. And if you have suggestions, please let me know. But I want to provide some free resources for you all. Head on over there. You can grab Happy Mail. You can order stickers. Um, There's lots of things to do, including some workbooks and activities over there. And if you have any guest suggestions, please send them my way. I'm always looking for the next person who has a passion project or a passion topic that they want to talk about. So if you know someone or you are that someone, reach out or head over to the link in my bio or in these show notes and fill out the form. I want to talk with you. I want to talk with those that you want to hear from. And remember, friends, you're fabulous. You're a badass. You've got this, and I'm here for you.